This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life and business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moments podcast. I'm your host, Michael Seip, and today I've got on the show with me Will McCumber of 7Aware. He is an angel investor and longtime entrepreneur investor. He's been in the investment space for quite a few years. Will, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Sure. Well, hey, you've shared with me in the past some of your deals that you've been trying to put through or trying to get going. But tell me a little, tell us a little bit more about your company and past companies and where you are today. Yeah, sure. So, you know, the company that uh, we're going to talk about today is called Seven Aware LLC, and it's a software as a service company publishing software for community banks. But um, maybe to just give some context to that, I've been um, investing for over 20 years, basically, since I uh, received my MBA at UCLA, I ended up um, with one of my uh, classmates helping fund a company that developed large-scale seawater desalination facilities. And that uh, that led to an exit that has sort of allowed me to do what I'm doing now. Uh, I gained a lot of experience um, during that time period. And I take I took that experience and basically uh, have been investing uh, into individual companies where I I can hopefully add some value and that's that's sort of been the last few years and ultimately that wealth of experience and uh, investing program has resulted in me finding an idea that not only needed some money but needed some some time from an executive, let's say, and that is what I have done. I'm now a co-founder of, a, of this um, software as a service company, and we are um, bringing to market the software we think is is needed in this uh, community lending space. Hey, that's great. So, so tell us a little bit more about that that software as a service. Uh, what what's unique about it that you are so enthusiastic about it? Yeah, well, the the thing that um, I put together through the some of the deals I was doing prior to starting this company was I, I found, and I don't have any software experience per se, but I found basically over the last 10 or so years, a couple of things have happened in the industry. One is that, or in the world, for example, there's been a massive investment in cloud computing. And Ultimately, what that's done is driven down uh, a cost that would otherwise be burdensome to an entrepreneurial company like us, where, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you'd have racks of servers and, and literally hardware that would have to be on your balance sheet to be able to stand up a company like this. And now you can rent that. And so that massive investment has created an opportunity for us to scale and not have those lumpy costs um, associated with it, including, you know, there's software that goes into that, right? The running of all that stuff, uh, you know, can be just outsourced. And that is really, really dynamic in terms of providing us an opportunity. Uh, The second piece is 
the coding aspect of software. I didn't realize this, but there it, before I got started, but uh, in a project I was working on prior, we I had a team of uh, coders in India that building software for me that I was literally designing out of my you know, well, not just myself, but we had an idea and we were trying to make it a reality. And being in touch with the coding community and finding out how to sort of prosecute a, a, a software program, I realized that there is such an abundance of talent out there that is really relatively inexpensive. But if you have a good idea, a clear idea, a, a, you know, a focused idea, and you want to bring it to reality, that can happen. There's world. So, so effectively, I look at this and say, I can bring a world-class solution to a problem that might be relatively small that you wouldn't have thought, oh, we could just bring something that is just, you know, top drawer to, to that solution. So sort of putting that those two pieces together, I was working on a project and, and ran into a gentleman that had uh, came to me and said, you know, what you were working on, I would really like to be able to do for uh, my industry space. And that basically was the, the connection with that, which is this community lending space that is we're, we're attacking, let's say, um, I, we said, listen, there's a there's a problem in this space. It's sort of a underserved from a technology stack, like the banks mm -hmm. that we're going to be uh, providing the software for. They're just they don't have the technology stack to do what can be done. And obviously, we think that technology can be built at a pretty cost effective way, so that you can bring that technology in an affordable way to these banks. And so we're we are now sort of doing that. And the the concept, I guess, the business concept to bring it full circle is like, how are we adding value? Well, the, the value add is low cost software that really is world class to a very focused and specific problem that just hasn't had a lot of attention because, you know, it's not, uh, let's say what most venture capitalists, if I were to use a, an example, would go and fund because it's not large enough it doesn't scale to this to the to the you know size that would get venture dollars excited but if uh two guys two entrepreneurs can with a very low cost structure go and bring this to uh to fruition then if you have a low cost structure you could you can make venture returns and have a growth potential that any venture capitalist would be excited for. Um, but just, you know, you know, it, it does, it doesn't usually fit the right blueprint. And that, that of course is why I think I'm able to add value. It's like, I'm able mm -hmm. to see value add where others, where others either structurally can't, like they could see the value, but they just can't afford it. Or maybe they don't have the insight to see the value. Yeah. Well, it's great, Will, because what you're seeing, of course, is, a, is an opportunity, an underserved area, an opportunity to bring something like technology in, in a specific way at a cost uh, that allows for scaling. So that's that's wonderful. And and as a venture capitalist yourself, you know, having that opportunity is pretty powerful. One of the things that I like to teach uh, in leadership is the energy that we bring to our business 
they're, they're different kinds. We fluctuate throughout the day with them. Um, but one of the higher ones is a level five out of seven. So seven being the top, one being the lowest. And level five is sort of this collaborative uh, enthusiasm where it's not selfish. It's one of like, hey, as a team, if we team together, we win. Um, and then level six is we always win or we, there's always opportunity. So what I love hearing about you and your your business there and seeing that opportunity is, is you've seen an opportunity for a mutual win. We're actually, we're a business to business uh, model. So we are actually providing a win-win for the bank, the lender. Um, The lender is always looking um, many different models. Actually Uh, we serve, we will serve different models for this uh, program, but you know, the lender is looking to basically efficiently originate loans and Mm -hmm. it takes a lot. We're we're dealing in the uh, SBA 7A space, hence our name 7A where. Uh, So that's, that gives you a little uh, sense of what we're doing software for the 7A space. And this is a small space necessarily because we, I say necessarily it's a small space from many perspectives, which gives us an opportunity. People look at it as small and for us though, it's, it's large, but the, the banks, the lenders that are in this space um, are the ones that we think we're sort of giving the win-win for, right? We're giving mm-hmm. them an opportunity to get a technology stack that they can utilize to originate loans more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Great. So share with us a little bit about what you think might be a high point for you uh, from an energy perspective, either you know currently or a past experience. Well, I think the, the the seminal one would be why, why this company, why Seven Aware, why why does it exist? And I think it was pretty exciting for me after so many years of collecting, you know, pieces, breadcrumbs of what are you know important aspects of a business, whether it's a need that uh, isn't in too distant in the future, for example. Like mm-hmm. you can you can have a great idea. But if you're 100 years ahead of your time, you're going to have it's still a great idea. It's just you're just going to have a difficult time making money at it. Um, so finding a great idea who where you can make money. And so you're providing value to people that are willing to pay for it, um, as opposed to I think a lot of people provide a lot of value, but they're not necessarily uh, in a market where people want to pay for that value. So. This was a opportunity where, you know, the software as a service model, it, it does have high margins, which is a great aspect for a startup, but you still have to provide a lot of value. And those dollars aren't just going towards, you know, making yourself rich. They're really, you know, an indication of value that you're giving to a customer. And you're going to actually be able to spend that uh, those dollars if they come in because you're being valued in a way that can help you grow and deal with the things that happen on a on a <laughs> on the life cycle of a business that you know it's not a straight path and so you have to yeah. be able to you have to be able to handle that so having some um, some cash flow that could help uh, you know help you through some difficult times. I, I like the aspect. So it got me excited to find a find a business with with margins that I think 
are important for a startup to have. It's it's just difficult to deal with a business with very low margins in a startup environment where so many things can, you know, send shocks to your business that you, you know, it's no fault of your own and it happens. So there's all of these breadcrumbs. I, I ended up, uh, the, my, my business partner is, uh, you know, able to, to talk the talk about this space much more deeply than I can and having a clear view of what the need is or was and having the ability to, um, I guess, verbalize that to me in a way that gave me confidence to partner with them that I think those finding partners that uh, have a clear vision and then also that you can trust, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. have to be able to have, a, at the end of the day, all business transactions come down to trust and you have to, you have to, you know, trust people. And that doesn't, um, after you've been bitten a few times, that doesn't come easily. So no, um, finding finding a, an ability to trust somebody, to ability to have a clear vision, um, you know, got me excited to uh, add, like I said at the beginning, this uh, concept of like, well, we got a vision, we, you know, there's trust, then we have a, um, a way to provide technology to some place that are these businesses that don't have a good technology stack. And, you know, that's a lumpy prospect for somebody to, to, you know, gear up. So we're basically taking that lumpiness onto our balance sheet. And then hopefully as uh, if we're correct in our assumption, we can find a, a bunch of customers that we can spread that cost over and they can all benefit from it. So, you know, the, the coalescence of all of that got me excited to, uh, you know, basically spend all of my free time doing uh, the development, you know, putting my time into the development of this company. Yeah. Well, that excitement makes sense. And especially when you have that kind of a margin where you're not as concerned about the narrow margin of a low cost situation, you can actually, you know, move out and actually pivot when you need to. Because obviously in the business cycle, as you said, there could be some lumps. And so when you have that kind of ability, then that that provides obviously more value to you. And uh, and then ultimately down the road, you can provide more service to customers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. Well, hey, uh, I have one more question for you. If you could meet anybody, living or deceased, who would that be and why? Well, you know, that's an interesting question. I, I hopefully... Won't lose uh, your your listeners on this the answer, but you know one of the things since college that I have been attracted to is uh, you know sort of the any type of original text that you could get to the foundational text like in art history I think there was something written in the 1400s that you could uh, sort of look to as like the first art history book and. You know, and you think about what's happened since, or you think about Shakespeare, and maybe there are other playwrights before Shakespeare, but it's a good example of like original texts, like that's just, it was, you know, a seismic shift in, in literature from, from, you know, what Shakespeare provided. And in business, I think that, you know, falls to Adam Smith. And so uh, the ability to read Adam Smith, I think is, is, it's hard, you, you, it's sort of written in a way that takes a lot of time and waiting through. But um, I feel like uh, the wealth of nations is something that was really interesting to me and is still relevant. And I think if I could 
have anybody to talk to, I'd be very interested in talking to him about how he came up with his lectures that were effectively the text of, you know, um, Wealth of Nations. And I think given where we are today and, and just the, the, the global environment of business and seeing, you know, the changes in the, in the dynamic of business worldwide, um, I think there is a lot to be gained from probably his insight that he had that then. I don't think it's gone out of style or it's gone, you know, in a, in a place where, oh, we're, we're 15 iterations beyond and therefore it's not that important anymore. I actually think it's pretty relevant. So that would be somebody I would be very interested uh, in, in sitting down and, ch- and chatting with. I think you and me both. I mean, for, you know, when you when you think about his book and he talks about the invisible hand and the impact uh, on the business cycle and that it's cycles, it's not all linear. The, that kind of discussion point is still very relevant today. And so those older texts um, can have a lot of very good information that's still relevant today because it's a concept or idea that never dies. So I, I think that's a great, great point to bring him up and be a good person to talk to for sure. Yeah. Well, Hey, Will, uh, thank you for being on the show today. I appreciate it very much taking your time out for that. Uh, how can people get a hold of you if they are interested and, and how about your website? Well, yeah, uh is up. You can see what we're up to as we uh, grow. We're still a nascent business, so we are in the in the stages prior to revenue, and that uh, that makes it exciting, right? You, you'll, you can follow us as we grow, but uh, ultimately, that's the that's the place to come to to find out about who we are, what, what we're up to. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thanks again, Will, and we'll see you again in the near future. Appreciate you being on the show. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Sype. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.